popular Christian song some years ago went like this. Everybody needs compassion, the kindness of a savior, let mercy fall on me. I think it's a deep human need of compassion. Compassion is a small word, it's a big word, but it has just a small meaning that it means taking pity on somebody. Someone is in need and you feel pity towards them, we call that compassion. Now, you know, this word is put for God many, many, many times in the Bible. And you know, you stop and you think, this is the beauty of our Christian revelation of God through the scriptures, through the word of God. God is compassionate. Now, you don't get this picture of God from many religions in the world. But our God, our eternal God is a God full of compassion and mercy. That is his nature. And the promises that he makes is to have compassion on us. One of the most beautiful verses in the Old Testament again, the prophet Isaiah chapter 54 verse 10. This is how he writes about God's compassion. He says, though the mountains are shaken and the hills are removed, my unfailing love will never be shaken and my covenant of peace will not be removed. God is reminding his people, even when everything is not working out in your life, don't take that as a sign or as an indication that God does not like you. God is angry with you. God is punishing you. There is something wrong with you. We need to say this strongly because unfortunately, this teaching has become somewhat common among Christian people that God basically is a sort of, uh, uh, you know, revengeful, uh, one who's always looking to punish and find fault and disapprove of everything which we do. So we have to be very, very careful. Otherwise, we will get into trouble with God, a sort of negative picture about God. But that's not with the Bible. Yes, the Bible has many sections of God being angry and punishing and so on. But the overall picture of God, particularly for those who belong to Jesus Christ, the children of God, the family of God, there may be discipline, but God loves us consistently and compassionately. So the promise of compassion is really fantastic peace giving for us. Because as Isaiah is reminding us, he says, even though the mountains are shaken, they have not yet fallen, they are still shaking. And sometimes when we look at our lives, a lot of things are shaking. They have not yet gone, but right now you may be in a position where uh, the mountains in your life, the big things in your life, the important things in your life, the mountains, they are shaking. I don't know when they are going to fall. I don't know if they will stand. I don't know if I should run away because it may fall on me. And though the hills may be removed, that means they are taken far away. Mountains are shaking. Hills are gone. But then he makes the great contrast. But my unfailing love will not be shaken, will never be shaken. And my covenant of peace will not be removed. 
even when the things are not going right in my life, God's unfailing love is still there and his peace, the covenant of peace he made with me. I did not make any covenant with God. God took the first step. God sent his son. God came into the world to save sinners. Christ came as the best gift from God to me. In that situation, I can say, even though the mountains in my life are shaking, God's unfailing love, notice unfailing, it will never fail. Jesus never fails. His unfailing love will never be shaken. It will always be there. It will be there consistently because God is consistently compassionate to his children and his covenant of peace. He made a covenant of peace. When did he make this covenant of peace? He made this covenant of peace through the Prince of Peace. Do you remember the promise again, Isaiah chapter 9? We usually quote it in Christmas time. You know, uh, the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus is revealed as the Prince of Peace, the King of Peace, the one who gives peace and the one who brings peace and the one who is peace himself. So the covenant of peace that God made, what was the problem with us? The problem was our sins. The problem was our unfaithfulness. The problem is our sins and our unfaithfulness, which sometimes even continues after we fall in love with Jesus. Yes, look at the Old Testament people, Abraham, Jacob, Samuel, David. All were not great people, you know. They made lots of mistakes. But did God's covenant with them break? They were not faithful, but wasn't God always faithful? And so we have to come back to this covenant of peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, God was making peace with us, his people. Yes, we had gone away, like Israel had gone away. But God said, that is not the end of the story. The end of our story is Jesus the Prince of Peace has become Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the peace of God. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13, it says, He himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace. And he has made the peace through his blood on the cross. God was making this covenant of peace. I will not remember your sins. I am going to adopt you. I will be your God. You will be my people. I will love you with an everlasting love. I will never leave you or forsake you. The eternal God is our refuge. Underneath are the everlasting arms. I will always be with you. Even if your father or mother forsakes you, I will receive you, says the Lord. And on and on it goes. God is telling us, I will not break my covenant of peace. When Jesus comes in, this covenant of peace is God saying, you have come back. You have come back home. And so I can have all the compassion I want to have on you. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Jesus is the fulfillment of this glorious prophecy in Isaiah. Though the mountains are shaken and the hills are removed, 
my unfailing love. Who's that unfailing love? Jesus is the unfailing love of God. And my covenant of peace, who is the covenant of peace? Jesus is the covenant of peace. Isn't this amazing? 700 years before Jesus, the prophet Isaiah can promise unfailing love, which will never be shaken, and covenant of peace, which cannot be removed. Who is giving this love? Who is making this covenant of peace? God himself. And so friends, when you think that your life is not going right, that you are not really pleasing God, you have failed many times, you're not praying properly, you're not reading the Bible properly, sometimes maybe you don't feel like going to the church, uh, you don't have any more happiness uh, as you once had, and you look at your life and say, I think God will only be angry at me. You know something, God cannot deny himself. He is compassionate. You cannot make him not compassionate. No matter what I do, I cannot make God not loving. No matter how many times I fail, I cannot make God not compassionate. And so we take this fantastic verse. Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, his son in the faith. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, he says it in this way. Even though we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. What a mighty God we serve. What a fantastic God loves us. And so I request you, rest in God. Relax. He will never be unfaithful to you. You may or may not be faithful to him, but he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. He is compassionate. He is forgiving. He is loving. He is faithful. He will never change. And that is the rock on which we stand. And that is why we say about Jesus, he is the rock that God provided for us, the unshakable one, and we are with him. So whatever happens in our life, hold on to this promise. The unfailing love of God will never be shaken. And the covenant of peace which he made with us, not just in words, but in fantastic action on the cross. Peace with God. We have no more enmity. We don't have any more opposition. God is for us. We are his. We are his children. We are his family. We are his beloved. That is how God looks at us and will always look at us because of Jesus. Amen. Lakeview Talks will be aired every week on Google Podcast and Amazon Music. Connect with us every Thursday at 7 p.m.